<laughs> this your first time here? It is. Oh, good. We're going to have a time. Did you barbecue? We did. Oh, good. Right on. So they want to get rid of 4th of July and do June 10th. What a mess, huh? I'm like, what is June 10th? Hey, how are you? Amazing. No woman is good. All is well. All, is well. <laughs> All right. On time will be. We're live. Good morning. Welcome to church. We're starting on time, and we black. Amazing. We're gonna get it right. Come hell or high water. Thank you for being with me. Happy Fourth of July to everybody out there and here. And uh, I hope you had a good one. I know some people are protesting the 4th of July, except in the hood. <laughs> the fireworks sounded like bombs were going off. Some think, where are the cops? No one had on a mask or anything, except those that were robbing banks that night and people's homes. But anyway, you can get involved. We are taking calls at 888-7753-773, 888-7753. And, or you can go to our chat line and we'll get to you. So good morning, everybody, again. So I do want to remind you, this is a fellowship. You just come to hear me. I want to hear from you as well. We've got to deal with issues. I, I, um, I um, was disappointed when I heard that. I guess disappointed, but I understand it. Some people are not celebrating the 4th of July. That's pretty sad, but let them suffer and die. I had a good time. Um, I want to tell you a quick story. I was watching Oprah, and she did this 100 black fathers thing, and it was like single fathers, married fathers, father who had transgender children. I never knew so many black men had transgender children. And it was about the quote-unquote racism that's happening, uh, police brutality. And it was so interesting. I could not believe what I was seeing. And they talked about, they had, um, what's the name of that man that couldn't find his boy? Tyler Perry. Yeah, Tyler Perry. I can't find my boy, Opa. Opa, I couldn't find my boy. My daddy would beat me. <laughs> and I was just looking for my boy. But anyway, they had Tyler Perry and then other people I didn't know. Men, all men. And Opa was heading up. And they were teaching their sons at five years old about police brutality. And they showed at least one or two of the kids on there, and they showed the father and mother talking to the kids. And the kids were sitting there so innocently playing around. You know how kids are. Normally, when you're growing up, you look at the cops, the, fire, the firemen, and people like that as heroes. I remember growing up, and we used to watch cowboy shows, John Wayne and all those guys. I used to want to be like them because they were tough. Cops, they were tough. Firemen, they were tough. 
now they are teaching their five-year-old sons that the cops are bad. And so I saw this one five-year-old boy, his father and mother was talking to him about police brutality. And they were like, do you know what that is? He's like, no. What is that? Uh, do you think, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but do you think all cops are bad? I mean, good? He's like, yeah, everybody's fine. And then the mother and father just feed these lies to the son. And um, the, the father said, no, all cops are not good. Some cops are not going to like you for who you are, something like that. And you could see the boy was just shocked. The lights went out. And then, uh, so they were talking about how they had told their son this, and the lights went out. And in the child, and Tyler Perry, that's his name, Tyler Perry. <clears throat> he was saying, oh, Oprah, that's what I'm waiting. I'm trying to wait because I don't want to put my son light out. I'm like, what the? <laughs> and so I'm thinking, that's my first time I've heard black mothers say they do that to their sons. They tell their son, watch out for the cops. The cops don't like you because you're black. Police brutality. But I never seen the black men do it. But it was the same spirit, the same personality. And I'm thinking, they're killing their own children. Can you imagine being five years old and your parents are telling you at five years old that the cops are bad? That the cops will hate you because of your color? What kind of mentality are you going to grow up with thinking that about the cops? And as soon as you're out there and a cop stop you, you're going to overreact to it and you're dead. And who are they going to blame? They're going to blame the cops. They're not going to blame the parents who taught the kids to hate the cops. It was the darndest thing I ever, 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 ever seen. But then I realized that it's a spiritual battle between right and wrong, good and evil. And if you've not been born again of God, you literally cannot see what you're doing. In their mind, they think they're doing the right thing, and they don't see how they're setting their kids up to be destroyed. And then they're blaming on racism, but they are doing it. And when you're blind like that, you don't see the outcome in your life. But if you, if you have come back to the Father, you can, see, you can see what you're doing, and you avoid a lot of things. But people set themselves up because Satan is their daddy, and they don't realize it. I don't know how 100 black, and then Opus in there, just as wicked as they, as they come. And these people say that they are Christians. Even in my days of growing up, I was never told that the cops was the enemy. Never heard of that, so I, I grew up having respect for them having respect for the cowboys because they beat up the Indians. <laughs> Mr. Dillon. Remember Mr. Dillon and Chester and all them? No? Oh, that before your time. Oh, amazing. <laughs> it was gun smoke, I think. Stuff like that. But these people are killing their own children and they don't see what they're doing. It's the darnest thing I ever, 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 ever seen in my life. So it's a spiritual battle. And if you're not awake, you can't see what you're doing to yourself. And you'll blame others for your problem. And if you all get a chance to see that, make sure you watch it. It's on her network. It's called 100 Black Fathers or something. 
And you got to be born again. You got to wake up. Otherwise, you end up with the wrong women. The women end up with the wrong men. And it'd just be a mess. It'd be a mess. But if you wake up, life is absolutely amazing. All right? But I just wanted to tell you that. It's a setup that happens in the home. And, and the black fathers are just like the black mothers. They have the, the woman's mindset. And they're all emo- They're like crying because they put the children's lights out. The light of God went out. And they're crying. Oh, and open. I'm like, what the? What are you crying for? You did it. <laughs> it's crazy. But anyway, any questions from anybody? Yes, sir. Can I ask a biblical question this week? Uh, yes. Is perfection possible? If so, what is it? I believe perfection is possible, and it is perfection is the creator, and his creation is perfect. So to be able to believe in perfection, you have to just be aware, and you become aware of how perfect everything is, really. Okay. The, world, the world looks imperfect. Because that's the nature of the world. It's a lie. But, you know, the kingdom within and the, co- the whole of creation is, is perfection. Because that's the nature of God. So for a human to, to believe in perfection, just be aware. Don't right. have anything between you and reality. And then it's perfect. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Have you... Uh, you want to answer that? Oh, oh you have a question? Go ahead. Oh, I had a question. Okay. Go ahead. Here's the mic. Yeah. I had a question about, um, which I kind of, is seeking God part of your free will or part of will? No. We don't have a free will. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why when you get become an adult, you start to question things. You should do it as a kid, but the parents won't let you. And, and you start to know, you, you get to know yourself. And you see that you're wrong. And once you see you're wrong, you go and repent. And then God takes over your life. You're either 100% influenced by evil. And sometimes God will try to wake you up. But once you're born again, you're influenced by God. But we do not have a will. Because if you could will, had a will, you'd be willing your life to be perfect right away. You wouldn't end up in bad situations. But we don't have a will. Only the ego wants you to think you have one, but you really don't. You think you have one? No, I, I, I know. I, I understand what you mean by, like, no free will. Yeah. But I was wondering about the act of seeking God. Like, when we seek God, is that part of, like, where does that come from? Like, how do we, I don't know, there's just something there. That's that a was... good question. Where does that seeking come from? Yeah. Really good question. And this young lady, wanted, she's just dying to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think he chooses you. I'm sorry? I think uh, he chooses you. And, but there is a seeking within all of us. Some of, some, most people don't use it, right. but it is there. And where did that come from? From him. From him? Yeah. Amazing. I think, I think he pre-chooses who he favors and calls home. Because why one versus the other? Right. Why do some love the truth and some hate it? The young man want to, he's dying to have a response too. Why he's me? like, I can't wait. Yes. Uh... Watch, how, watch how white he is. 
Yes, Jesse. <laughs> what is the... Well, the seeking come from... Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, what's, uh, what's the question at hand? Where does that seeking come from? <clears throat> well, I, I think that... What uh, I live the, la- the lady, <laughs> the lady seated, in, used to be seated that way in front of me. first started working for us. He was all white. Now he's all black. <laughs> no way. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> I'm not turning into James. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, this is Chris, by the way. Good morning, everyone. I'm a social media guy at Barnes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm in the same, same boat as the, the lady sitting in front of me. Um, you don't know where that seeking come from? Oh, well, the, the, the seeking itself, like, like she said, uh, and, and I think we talked about this on the show a couple days ago, but like, are we all God's children? Right. And I think, uh, in a sense, God created everyone, but his children, I think is a, a, a small, a small chosen few. And so the, the seeking is something that's already inside of us and, you know, the world and Satan are evil and, you know, all, all those things yeah. will, try to like stack on top of you and, you know, put the blinders on you and, st- and those types of things. But you'll, uh, because it's already in you, you can sort of shed, um, you know, what's been put on top of you. Does that answer for you, Adriana? Let Adriana have the mic. Okay, here you go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> See how white he is? <laughs> here you go. <laughs> Uh, yes, that answer for you? Uh, yes. Also, just to add to what was said, inside of all of us, we're longing for the Father. And it's that little emptiness, like something is missing. Something is wrong. Even as a kid, I knew I was wanted my Father. I had that longingness. And I just knew that it was for the Father because whenever he was around, I didn't have it. When he would leave and go away, I would have it again. And so that's what caused us to seek. What prevents you from doing it is the educational system or learning the Bible. And so Satan does everything he can to distract you from uh, the seeking, from fulfilling, finding out what's wrong and how to overcome it. But it's in all of us a longing for the Father because we all sin and that we were born into screwed up families and we got to overcome mama. So everybody have that long, that loneliness for the father, but most people don't. They they cover it up with drugs, alcohol, hating their fellow man, not celebrating the Fourth of July, blaming someone else, tearing down statues and everything. But but going inside to see what that loneliness is to return to the father. So everyone has it. Have do you still have it? That little emptiness, like something's missing. I can't hear you. Yes. You do have it. And what does it feel like to you? Um, what does it feel like? Um, just, it feels sad. A little, a little higher for me? Sad, empty. It feels sad and empty. Mm-hmm. Are you, have you close to your father yet? My father passed away. Oh, he did. Have you forgiven your mother? Yes. Okay. And so are you doing the silent prayer? Yes. And at night? Yes. And I realized that I sort of have two kind of silent prayers. One, 
where I'm at peace and I feel really connected with God, and then another where I'm really caught up in the thought while I'm doing the silent prayer. You say you have two kind of silent prayers? Yeah, I notice that, like, you know, some days I do the silent prayer and I'm able to connect to peace and I just have a lot of peace. And then there's other days where I do the silent prayer and I'm really caught up. Like, the thoughts come up and then I get really caught up into the thought. And I catch myself, like you say, catch yourself, observe yourself having the thought. And I do, but I notice there's a difference. There's, you know, those days that they're very peaceful. I'm able to just be at peace and other days where it's like, I'm in the thought, and it, I tend to, like, you know, find myself really thinking instead of observing. What is it like when you're living that way in your thoughts? Um, it's not good. What is it like? It's just... What it's, does it feel like? What does it feel like? It just feels unproductive. Unproductive. And how do you deal with it? Um, I do the silent prayer. <laughs> you do the prayer again? Yeah, I do the prayer. I do it, like, throughout the day, yeah. Yeah. What's your advice to her about, do you go through that sometimes too? I sometimes do. Sometimes you feel at peace, and then sometimes you're in your head. I do. And how do you deal with that? Like she said, I go back into the silent prayer. And does it work then? Honestly, no. It, it can go either way, just depending on what led up to it, some of the thoughts and some of the situations going on around me. Yeah. I'm not close with my father, so. You're not? No. Why not? Um, he doesn't want a relationship. Did he say that? Yes. He said, I don't want a relationship with you? Yes. And why not? Um, I think it interferes with his current marriage. Did you go to him and forgive him for not being there for you? Yes. And how did he deal with that? I did it over the phone. Over the phone? Mm -hmm. Why did you face him? Because he refuses to see me. Oh, okay. And so how do you feel knowing that he doesn't want to see you? I understand, but there's still a longing and a like sort of a dullness when it comes to just everything. Oh, okay. So nothing kind of satisf- satisfies that. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. And Victoria want to tell you what to do about that. Oh, She's yeah. jumping up and down. <laughs> so Victoria, she, she forgave her father, but he still doesn't want anything to do with her. Mm-hmm. You, if you were walking down the road and you saw a white girl walking down the road, and she said, Victoria, you look like, oh, excuse me, miss, you look like an angel. Oh. <laughs> and instead of throwing a rock at her, <laughs> what would you say to her? She said, if she told you, I forgave my father, but I still have that emptiness. I would tell her that I relate to her because I still go through that, too. You do? Mm-hmm. So you forgave your father, but you still feel that emptiness? Yeah, because remember, I forgave him from the, the gated community entrance. Yeah, that's so, what I asked you. I yeah. know what you went through to try to get to him. Yeah, and I actually, I will say this. When I go into that um, sadness, I know that that's just Satan trying to pull me back into his family. Right. Like, I know that's what it is. Yeah. So it's not necessarily even silent prayer that pulls me out of that. It's just the realization, like, oh, this is just him doing that thing again. Because I remember driving up there. I remember calling you. I remember doing all that. I didn't do any of her that in vain. Her father would not see her. She drove up to the uh, gated community. <laughs> Does he have a white wife or something? No, she's she's black. Well, how did they get behind it? <laughs> how did they get behind the gated community? <laughs> <laughs> do white people know they're there? 
No, he went he went a while ago. Like when I because oh. I I do think in the nineties there was a big exodus of um particularly aerospace people, black people that moved to Vegas and they were right. just in that group and he wanted to retire peacefully. Oh, okay. um, and they moved in at night. I have no clue. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. No, go ahead. But no, when I look back at like um <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, a certain times in my life my father was there and then he left so when I look at the bigger bigger picture I can't really keep lamenting over a person that was so lost to begin with yeah you know because him seeking out my mom him being married like all kinds of stuff points to okay you have to forgive this person because he's not going to be the man that shows you how this thing works like he's not going to be able to right he doesn't have the faculties in him to do it so i have to pull back from that and that's been a big challenge for me just in my life is having expectations for people right and i still catch myself doing that but again that's just satan trying to pull me back in so as long as we can keep that um at the forefront and know that that's what's happening there's never going to be a time satan is going to stop attacking me there's never going to be a day. Well, I want to say that because as you grow, he gets further and further away from you. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he has, he can't do it anymore. Is it now, that he can't see at that point or what? I'm sorry? Because the way that. When it is, when you wake up, you start to grow like a child within the real person. And so Satan gets further and further away. And you start to recognize his voice as you're growing. And you know that that's the wrong one. And so, and, and you become closer to God's voice, the voice of his voice. And so eventually you can see Satan coming to try and tempt you and it won't work. And I believe that's what's happening when he tries to pull me back and say, remember your dad doesn't love you right. or remember this. And, and it's like, I realize in that moment, what is the purpose of me remembering that? Yeah. Oh, it's because you want to keep me down here. Absolutely. That's what it is. You want to keep my eyes off of the true father. That's what it is. How is your business going? Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She is an entrepreneur. A black one. Yes. Black and brown. They always say black and brown, black and brown. Like it's a song or something. Black and brown. Maybe I should get a t-shirt that says black and brown. Yes. How is your business? Well, my black-owned business is doing well. Um, but, yeah, even with that, like, I've been um, guided to focus on that more than anything right now because right everything else is just static at this point. It's like as long as I'm listening to God, he's really been giving me the things to focus on. It's only when I try to intervene that other thoughts come up. So This is yeah. the best time on earth for the children of God. Why the children of Satan going nuts? <laughs> this is the best time for, for the children of God to go in there, buy up their land, and yeah. and start businesses. And mm-hmm. Because by the time they wake up to what's really happening, yeah. then they're lost, and they have to come to you. It really is the best time. Yeah. and um, <laughs> So tell the folks the name of your business, and what do you do? Uh, it's PX Credit Solutions. I work with people that uh, either need to build credit, restore their credit, or just want to, f- you know, fix mistakes, whatever. Right on. <laughs> um, and I was going to say the other thing that 
I will start to implement is that a lot of people think because they're in a certain income bracket that certain opportunities are not available to them. I thought that way, and I'm starting to see that that's not true. You know what I mean? There's All an opportunity for every income for level. The children of God. Yeah. There's nothing that's not available. That that's it's so yeah. amazing. You're absolutely right, Good. and I'm starting to see that, and that's how I know whatever this is that's happening. I don't have a title for it, but you mean these like things are coming to me in, in, in the country right now. Yeah, everything that's happening it's in the country. Terrorism. Is <laughs> We're but you under know, a terrorist attack. Did you know that? It was just like the World Trade Center. They're blowing up everything. But no, and and I agree with you because it's not just physical terrorism. There's spiritual terrorism. There are ter- yeah. There's terrorism happening in even in your spiritual family. It's That's happening. Right. So, it's amazing. Yeah. So my thing is just as long as I can, and other people, as long as we can just keep looking ahead, stop looking to the side, stop looking behind you, just focus on the task at hand, and you're good. That's you know right. what I mean? That, That's right. That's it. So that's... And a happy White History Month. Oh, thank you. So let me ask this young man. Um, so she still has that emptiness, that void. Uh, her father's dead, right? And what should she do? How does she deal with that? Is this your first time? No. Uh, it's been a little bit of time, but maybe okay. half a dozen total. How should she deal with that? That's tough. I, I haven't experienced that. Um, but uh, you, you don't know. have that emptiness, like something is missing. In regards to my dad, no, my to you, period. Just in general, yeah. In general, do you have that emptiness, um, like th- something is missing, and Satan tell you, "Oh, you need a bigger house, or you need a better job, or you need whatever." I, f- I fight it. I fight it a little bit. How um, do you fight it? Like just in terms of wanting to buy, like you know, that car or that house, but. I kind of ran myself back, and really, what I what my focus is trying to invest instead of wanting that new you know Corvette that that's out there, right? right? It's like uh, hang on to your you know current car. What what else? Can I, I'm buying stocks in the stock market, or so you, know, you possibly have buy. that emptiness, and when it comes up, you go and buy some stocks. No, that's just in general. <laughs> in general, this is a as, rich it, guy. as it relates to investments. <laughs> You've been a lot of stops. Yeah. Hey, it's good. I made a lot of money this uh, right last couple of months. Eh? Yeah. Um, so, so you fulfill it by going and buying stops, for example? No. You know, really, if you go back to the question, the first thing I thought of is, is um, you know, what I, what I lack right now is, is really getting closer to God, yeah. right? It's always been there. And at certain times in my life, I really seek it out, going to church every Sunday and, you know, being on top of prayer. Uh, and then at certain times I don't, and so right. it kind of like ebbs and flows. Um, but there is there is something that you know I, I've heard. It's like the grace of God that keeps me coming back and seeking. Yes. Um, and so you know, I guess to answer your question would be, you know, a lot of like what you've already been talking about, just keeping that focus, seeking God, and 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 you know, focused on what He can provide you. Versus that's your wife. My fiance. Amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I wonder why you were holding on to her so tight. Yeah. I don't want you to take her, man. I uh, know. Uh, you're like, Jesse's not going to get this one. <laughs> by, by the way, uh, for black owned businesses, I don't, I don't know if you know, but American Airlines gives a million points. I have stock in the Okay. We'll get your million points because you can fly over the U.S. What happened? What happened? For free. 
No, no, no. For, for, uh, what happened? Yeah, American Airlines is giving black-owned businesses a million points. Oh, I'll call them up today. You should. This is a black-owned Everyone. business, right? It's just everybody else is part It's a good of time for black-owned businesses. Black and brown. Yeah. But let me just, ask, let me just say, um, forgiveness, it's not like you're going to say, I forgive you for not being there. And you need them to say, okay, I'm sorry. It's not like that at all. Forgiveness is when you have resentment in your heart, when you're angry, hateful, because hate, hatefulness and resentment and anger is the same thing. They just renamed it coming down through life. But when you realize that you have hatred in your heart, you're playing God and that separates you from God. And so when you realize that, hey, I, I got to forgive. I'm sorry for hating you. You don't say I'm sorry for what you've done or I forgive you. I am sorry for hating you, playing God, because that's what it is. Because we have, we cannot, as human beings, we cannot hate our fellow man at all. Because what we do is separate us from God. So what you're doing is, your father, if he's dead or if he doesn't want anything to do with you, you are wrong for hating him for that. He cannot help himself. And if you can understand that about yourself, you'll stop hating you were going, hey, I'm sorry for hating you. But you don't need him at all. If he doesn't want to come around, if he doesn't want anything to do with you, because the moment you realize I'm wrong for hating him, then God will forgive you. And then he will fulfill that void. And it will be as though you have a father, you never not had one. You will forget. And so when you, if and when you do see him, it will be like looking at a child or something. It's like you become the parent and he become the child because you realize he's in that fallen state and he can't help it. You don't need him to be around you as an adult. You just need not to hate him. And then that boy would be fulfilled. That makes sense? And that's how you overcome that. Just don't hate him. And then it'll go away. Do the silent prayer. Don't hate. And just watch those thoughts and let them go by and you'll be fine. That void will be taken away from you. That's why when the parents are already dead, when you get to know yourself, it helps you to understand them. And you will forgive them by not hating them anymore. So it's not like no human being can forgive. Like, oh, forgive me. Okay, fine. It doesn't work. But when you repent for hating, that's when it works. Yes, ma'am. And then I'll take you. When I went to my mother and my father, <clears throat> I never really hated my father, though. But when I went to my mother, I said to her, I am sorry for resenting you, for hating you for what you done. I didn't say, oh, forgive me. I'm sorry for hating you. And then God, because nowhere in the Bible where it says, go and forgive or something like that. You go and forgive for hating, for playing God. That's the sin. Is hating, playing God. If everybody dropped the hate right now, realize that your parents and your friends and everybody could not help themselves, you could be free just like that because you're no longer playing God. But when you forgive your father like that, I'm sorry, Dad, for hating you, right away you can wake up because you cannot as long as you have any resentment toward the father. So you got to forgive your father, man. And then that void would be, and then when you would go, it would disappear. I had that void, 
and I haven't had it in 31 years. When I forgave my mother and father, it changed. He fulfilled it. And my father and I, my father became like a child to me. I would be around him and we would have so much fun. And I would correct him, but it wasn't personal. He didn't take it that way. Because I no longer had hate for him. I didn't play God anymore. That makes sense? Yeah. So forgive you. Is your father living? And have you gone? Oh, then I come to you, Adrian. I'm sorry. Did have you gone to him to forgive him? I haven't. Why not? It's um, when I think about that, and I think about having that conversation. You know, I try and pinpoint like what it is, right? Like, I forgive you for, you know, beating me. He never beat me. You know, right? He's so, you know, like, what, to beat me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I looked up. I looked up to my me. dad. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> You told Hoppo to beat me. Um, I never, I never really like had any issues with my dad. So it's like hard for me to figure out. Okay, what am we'll I? Tell him that because most okay. adults and children do not resent their fathers, and those who think they resent their father is have identified with their mothers, and they feel about the father the way the mother feels about him, and they think it's their their own hatred, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Kids yearn for their father; they don't hate the father. Got it. So you should tell him that. Hey, Dad, I thought I resented you. I don't. Yeah. And, uh, wish you, uh, and I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah. I wish you had been there for me to protect me from my mother, but I understand it now. Yeah. But I highly recommend you do that before you get married. Okay. And that way God will guide you so you can guide your wife and family and children in the right way to go. Okay. But So go to him and just tell him that. Okay. And don't think about what you're going to say. Have a wait-and-see attitude okay. because if you think on it, Satan would talk you out of it. Okay. Or, he'll, or he will cause you to say things that w- wasn't even necessary. It's nice to know you don't resent him. You should tell him that. Okay. Isn't that nice? That's, yeah. And your whole good. world will change. Yeah. It really will. Love it. Have you forgiven your mother and father? What's your name? Megan. Megan. Yes. Are you married to the prince? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Thank God. I was about to say. He's older than I am. Who, the prince? No, this guy. I know. Oh, he's older than you? <laughs> yes. Good. And so have you gone and forgiven your father and mother? Um, I know. Kind of with the same thing. I've been very blessed and fortunate that my we I have a great relationship with both of my parents. Um, but the I think I would kind of follow after him where he says I wouldn't know exactly like what to, you know, when I would think about what it would be that I would forgive them for. Okay. So your mother, so they're, are they together now? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yes. And your mother was perfect in raising you? She made no mistake? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, she, I mean, I, I don't know. I try, I don't, I know, I don't, I don't know how to answer Yeah, don't that, make but. up anything. I'm just asking, she made no mistake. There's nothing about her. That you wish you would stop done or would not have done? No, not that I can think of. She was perfect? She, I mean, she was a great mother, yes. Was she, she perfect? She, no, nobody's perfect. Well, what was imperfect about her? Um, so, I mean, she's a smoker. That's what, I, that's what I could probably pinpoint think. Like, luckily, that was something I didn't take after yeah. them. But they're, you know, they do kind of have an unhealthy lifestyle, if that has anything to do with it. But... I mean, when it comes to, like, setting an example for me, I mean, she was great. 
And so the only thing that was imperfect about her that she smoked? That I can remember. She's a yeller, too. She is a yeller. <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? But, like, when she, you know, she gets impatient. So, you know, when you have two little kids that are 14 months apart driving you nuts. Yeah. But And so she would yell at you, at you guys? Oh, yeah. And how did you feel about her yelling at you? I think as kids, like, we would just kind of gang up on her and laugh at her. <laughs> as bad as that sounds, but... You, you know, like it's kind of like, yell? like, yeah, mama yelling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am so happy. Yeah. This is love. Yeah. So you liked it when she yelled at you? No. You did not like it? No. Why not? I mean, it makes you feel bad. It makes I would feel guilty, I think, like when she would yell and then I realized, oh, she, she's ticked. So yeah. now I feel bad. <laughs> so. The Pope and tick. Yeah. <laughs> So you would feel bad when she would yell at you? Yeah. Did you tell her that? No. Why not? I guess that's something I could forgive her for. But why haven't you told already? I don't know. I'm not sure. Are you afraid to tell her that? No. Your fiancé said yes. No. <laughs> no. Thank you. So what would happen if you went to her today after church and said, you know what? I'm sorry for resenting you for yelling at me. It used to make me feel bad, and I didn't like it, and you did it anyway. I'm sorry for resenting you. What do you think she would? She would beat herself up. Like, she's one of those people that say, I'm sorry so much. It's like, you know, you'll you'll say something. She's like, I'm sorry. It's like, stop apologizing. But, like, she, if I, if I said something like that to her, she would. She would beat herself up and just, she would take that to the grave, that uh, knowing that as a kid, you know, when she would yell at me, it, but, I mean, I think that would be. Is that a reason not to go and forgive her because she may take it and trip out? No, because I guess, I guess at the end of the day, that would be her problem for taking it that way, yes. right? So absolutely. Yeah. Are you? Do you yell? Oh, yeah. You're just like your mother. I just, and sometimes I'm like the, my short temper, like with my dog, you know, if yeah. it's like he's driving me nuts, I'm, you know. Just yeah. like, but. So are you surprised you became like her? No. And why not? Because um, they do say the nut doesn't fall far from the tree, right? So. You say that? <laughs> this, this saying. Oh. But, uh, you, you know. You want to be like her? Um, when it comes to raising kids, yeah. You know, but like. You want to yell at your kids? No, 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 no. No, I definitely want to take a different approach to when it comes to raising kids. And why? Um. You know, she, both my parents work, my mom worked three jobs as a kid, you know, with my dad, like trying to, you know, provide a good life for us. And so she, you know, we were with the babysitter a lot after school. So, you know, that would be one thing that I hope. Why don't you want to yell at your kids, like your mother yelled I mean, at you guys? I don't think you get very far with that. Like looking at some of how, how some of my friends raise their kids and how yeah. patient they are. And you talk to them like they're adults and, you know, you get a different outcome. Your mother has three jobs. She did. Is she Jamaican? No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. You're looking mighty white to me. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, um, you got to go and face her. Yeah. Because if you don't, when you guys have kids, you're going to do the same thing. Yeah. And your kids are going to feel exactly the way you feel, feel and felt about it. Yeah. And they're going to be traumatized. Yeah. And you got to go and forgive her. I recommend you go and forgive her so you can overcome her. Yeah. And you'll be yourself and you wouldn't treat your kids and your husband in that way. Right. Yeah. I learned a lot from him, too. Like, you know, I, I would say she's a reactor, so I think that that's why I'm a reactor is because of her. Of course. Her. But he's so patient and things that I would typically react, and I'm just like, oh, not everything deserves a reaction. Right on. 
So go and forgive your mother before you get married, before you have babies, because you will traumatize them. You will not be able to help yourself. <laughs> and if you try to avoid traumatizing them, you will spoil them. You would be too nice, and that would traumatize them as well. Yeah. Will you go and forgive her? I will. And she's going to freak out. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She uh, probably will. She'll yeah. probably be like, oh, so, I'm sorry. Right, and why she's freaking, don't say, oh, that's okay, Mom. I love you. Don't say that because you don't love her. You will love her when you forgive her. But if she's like freaking out, just look at her freaking out. And like, wow, <laughs> this is a good movie. She's freaking because all she's trying to do is draw you back in. She doesn't want to see herself. And so she's using you to prevent seeing herself. And the best thing you can do for her, let her act out. Don't try to soothe her. Don't pat her on the back. Just let her freak out. All right? right? You forgive her and God will forgive you. And don't say, oh, mom, I love you. Don't freak. Because you want her to take a look at herself. And that might cause her to do it. Yeah. What do you think about that? That's true. She might check herself and be like, ooh. Yeah, react she may, it may be down the road later, but at least you would be free so that you could start a new generation. Yes. You won't screw up your kids. Right. Are you going to have tree jobs too? No. Oh, blame no. If you have children, make your husband work. Stay home with the kids. Yes. Will you stay home with the kids? Yes. And you don't mind? No. Are you educated? I'm not, actually. Oh, good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody said that there are no ladies in California. <laughs> Real women in California. Yeah. I didn't find her in California. No, he didn't. Oh. Yeah. That was, that was part of That might be right. <laughs> where, where did you get her from? Uh, she's originally from Florida, but I got her in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, nice. The other woman. I know what's up. I know what's up, Jesse. So what? I said, I know what's up with California girls. That's right. Maybe they don't have any here. There are some. There are some. Um, how about your father? What do you need to forgive him for? Oh. I don't know. Like, I always, like, I always wanted a man that, like, kind of took after my father that could fix things, and which is finally I found him. Right. After 35 years, but um, I don't know. Like, it's, that's something that I would have to. So, when you were growing up, he didn't about. know how to fix anything? No, my dad did. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, he, you want yeah. someone like that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep, like a good handyman, like a hard worker. And oh, good. So, so, you're close to him? Yes. That's good. Mm -hmm. Well, forgive your mother, life would be paradise. Yes. And when you guys get married, you have your little issues, but it wouldn't be a big deal. Because God is with you. Right. But if you don't, it's going to be hell to pay. Right. All right. Any questions about anything? No. Had you, have you seen any of my shows or anything? Yes. And so when you first saw them, what was your first impression? I loved it. Oh, really? I feel like you tell you it like it is. You a good one, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> so no sex before marriage, all right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too late? Too late. Too late. Yeah. So what now? Starting today. Yeah, cut it out. <laughs> really, if you cut it out and just wait until marriage, work out these little issues, 
I'm telling you, man, it's going to be amazing. Because then you get married under the umbrella of God instead of in hell. So actually, when I met her, you know, I, I, I'd been here and, and I told her, I said, you know, no sex before marriage. And so, um, so we waited, we could, waited a month, but she, she, she won me over and uh-huh. we got weak. <laughs> the moment you weak, said Jesse. no sex before this marriage. Guy, this guy was telling me too, right here. Don't do it. Yeah. The moment you said no sex before marriage, you're like, that was you think. <laughs> it always works like that. Never tell a woman no sex before marriage. Just don't do it. Because you tempted her to draw you in there. That become like a mission. Oh, come on over, honey. I have some fried chicken. <laughs> and you walk in the house, that food smells like so good. And the wine on the table. Next thing you know, you're in bed with a chicken thigh. <laughs> but don't do it anymore. Really, both of you, I recommend you don't. You got to be right and do right for things to work out. You really do. Otherwise, Satan is your daddy, and it's not going to work. It's just a reality. But to love one another is to do it the right way. Be right, and that way God will bring you together, and no one can tear it apart. No one or no spirit or anything. That makes sense? Yeah. So don't say no sex. Don't say I'm not having sex. Just don't do it. All right? If she makes you a nice meal, oh, that meal was good. Thank you. All right, I got to go now. All right? So we, we, we started living together when she moved out. So should I get a separate apartment? Are you living together now? Yeah. You have two bedrooms? Uh, we do. One's the office. Can you sleep in the office? <laughs> when is the wedding? Uh, January 23rd. Oh. Are you able to sleep apart until then? That'd be tough. That'd be tough. Well, maybe you should move out. <laughs> what do you think? Um... Is that making your heart beat fast? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, I did tell him. I'm like, I'm not, you know, it was, it was a, you know, when his business is here. So it was only a matter of time. Like, okay, well, his business is here. So I knew that it would be a matter of me having to move to California if I wanted to be together. But I told him, I'm like, I'm not moving unless there's a ring on my finger. You said what now? I wasn't going to move out here unless there was a ring on my finger. Yes. And, and he, he put, put a ring, ring on it, on. Yeah. and I moved out. If you like what you see, put the ring on it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then you can get what you want. Yes. Don't have sex with him until marriage. <laughs> I know. So. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Then I guess he is going to have to sleep in another room. Yeah. <laughs> you will not regret it, really. Oh, I'm because sure. if a man has sex with you before marriage, he's going to cheat on you afterward. Because he doesn't have self-control. It's about the sex and not loving the person. Mm. Yeah. And you, <laughs> if you wait, you can trust him no matter what. But if you don't, it's going to be hard to trust him. Because Satan's going to say, well, he had sex with you before, and he's a Christian. What makes you think he's not? And he could be at work. And Satan will convince you he's out having sex. But if you know this guy before marriage, he, he won't do it, then you can trust him. What do you think? That, yeah, that's a tough one. So what now? Um, oh, this is a hard one. That huh? is a hard one. This is harder than having to face mama. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That What's so true. hard about not having sex with him until marriage? Oh, no, it's, I mean, 
the thought of like him cheating on me. Would Doe have sex with him? He would not cheat. We're done. That's it. <laughs> I'm telling you because he will, now that he's going to his father, he will develop, he will love what's right, and God will give him the, the know-how, the insight to have self-control. It wouldn't be that important to him. Is Satan telling you, oh, this man going to cheat? <laughs> Don't let Satan tell you. I'm just telling you the right no. way to do it. You know, in the marriage vow, it says that what God brings together, let no man put asunder. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen if you do it the right way. Really. No one can get between it. No other woman, no other man, no other nothing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Any questions about that? No. Does it make sense? Oh, yeah. And so go forgive your mother. Are you doing the silent prayer? Suffer. Oh, you, you don't know about it? <laughs> no. You're not aware of it. On my YouTube channel, there's a silent prayer dot video. I want you to start doing it. Show it to her, right? And do it every morning, every night, so that you can come out of your head and say won't be able to control you. Okay. To, to, to uh, deceive you and make you destroy your relationship and yourself. Okay. All right, give it a try. Okay. All right. Any questions about anything? No. Anything I've said that you disagree with? <laughs> no. All right. Now you worried about if you're going to cheat or not? No. Yeah, don't worry about it. You can't control, it. like, and that's how I think about it, because it's like people are going to do what they're going to do. You can't control it. If he decides to cheat, then that's his problem. Oh, yeah. Easy to say it now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know. If he did, it would be our problem. Yeah, that, that, that's true. <laughs> but no, if he forgive his father, you don't have to worry, especially if he can wait until marriage. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times women can wait. They don't really want sex. They'll do it just to get control of you. But they'll rather have the love. They'll rather have the love of the father rather than the sex. But they'll do it, you know, just to control you. It's like you'll smoke a joint if you're at somebody's house, but you don't want it. You kind of do it to be nice. But don't worry about him. (laughs) (laughs) All right? Forgive, I mean, forgive your mother. Deal with her. Deal with your father, and it'll be fine. Got it. Okay? Yep. All right. Um, Let me come back here. Oh, okay. You got to say it now? I have to say it. Okay, let him say it. Yeah. Um, I disagree with this is the best times. It's actually the worst times. You mean like what's happening in, in the yeah, country? I mean, Why is that? Because, I mean, I mean, I, I was looking at what the five issues I'm facing right now, and I was like, is my Oh, sorry. Is it not? Hello? Okay, sorry. I, I disagree that these are the best times right now. Um, definitely, it's definitely the worst times. I mean, three, three and a half months ago, I was doing great, and now I'm doing terrible. I mean, I was. I'm, I, I, I wrote down five issues I have, and I was one is potential homelessness. Okay. The other one is severe. Are you homeless right now? No, I'm not. But the potential. Potential. But that's not the situation now. No. Okay, number two? Uh, severe depression, extremely severe. I You're mean, depressed? I'm depressed, despair, despondent. About daily. what? About uh, getting a job, I guess. Uh, you don't have a job? I don't have a job right now. Okay. 
right? What I'm, to I'm your in job? the restaurant business. You know, I was oh. a, a restaurant server for 15 years in Santa Monica, and uh, they they decided not to hire any of the servers, and just they just went with takeout and bartending. Okay. So I don't have my job there. Do you have a wife and kids? No, uh, no wife. I have an ex, and my child lives in in Santa Clarita, oh. 32 miles away. Uh, 36. Uh, your child is an adult now. He's 17 years old. He's finished uh, just finished 11th grade, um, and uh, in the last three and a half months, my relationship has deteriorated to the point where he doesn't want to text me. He doesn't want to answer my phone calls. Why did that happen? Uh, because oh, gosh, I, I've been thinking about suicide. You've been thinking about it. You told him that. Yeah. Why would you tell him that? I don't know why. So what did you say to him? I says, you know, I'm thinking about committing suicide in Santa Monica at Pacific Palisades. I'm going to be probably jumping off those cliffs pretty soon. Do you have insurance? No insurance. <laughs> I mean, I know that... You don't you have insurance? Insurance? Uh, no, I mean, I have Medi-Cal now. So if you jump off the bridge, nobody going to get paid? Oh, no, 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 nobody what is. What a waste, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I, I mean... So, number two, you so, lost your son because you told him you're thinking of suicide. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have spend Father's Day. A week before Father's Day, he basically disowned me, and he sent me texts. He won't answer the messages. And, and did he disown you because you're th- considering suicide? I think he did. Oh, okay. I think I did. I think it was, I shouldn't have... Like, I actually had police come over and stop me. And what made you, what caused you to want to commit suicide? Because I saw no hope. I mean, it was like the 10th of June, and I was thinking, there's no, I mean, my unemployment insurance is, 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 is a mess, okay. and I'm trying to fix it. And then about, how many days, eight days later, I, I finally got through the unemployment, and they're going to try to fix it. But it's like they said, oh, we have to do a, a recomputation of your claim, you know, marry your old social with this new social, okay. and it's going to be done in West Sacramento. So, so go, you, you lost your job, you're depressed, you lost your son due to telling him you want to commit suicide. What's number four? Okay, one second, let's see. Okay, so I had homelessness is one. Uh, joblessness is two. Suicide is three. Severe depression is four. Oh, and um, I guess five would be extreme homeliness, extreme um, loneliness. Um, I'm dying of loneliness and uh, and uh, friendship and. You don't have any con- friends. I I don't have as close of friends as I I thought I would. I mean, nobody I some, does. I mean, like my Walk friends. Aboard. I friends at, I mean, at friends at church. You know, I ask. They all they'll do is they'll pray for me. But you know, you know, they they, they a lot of good at doing right. You know, so they they they'll say. I mean, I text them and I says pray for me. But right, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I've been applying for jobs. I get job interviews, but I I, I never can close the deal. So I mean, I'm looking as a restaurant server, but you know, I'll do a busboy or barista or food runner expo but my resume looks good but you know you have to realize that you know I'm 59 years old and nobody wants a 59 year old waiter 
Nobody wants a f- Do you know how to do anything else? I, 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 I would take any job. I would take any job. I mean, you know, I you would... You would take any job? I mean, I would take any job, you know, you because... You want to be a doctor? There's some opening for a doctor. No, I would... So no, you wouldn't but, take any job? Well, I would take a job that I would be qualified for. I like mean, what, for example? I, 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 I don't know, cashier or whatever. I mean, I applied at Amazon. I applied at... Costco, I applied at uh, Sprouts, uh, I asked Trader Joe's, it says they're not hiring at all, yeah. uh, so, Jelson's. I so mean, let me ask, you a Christian? I'm a Christian, you know, I mean, I, I'll give you an example. Today, I came here because of Richard. If Who had Richard? One of your fellow um, congregants, I guess. Oh. I, I mean, I was, a few days ago, I was despondent, and I asked random people on the street, give me one good reason why I shouldn't commit suicide. And what did they say? Uh, some people said ton of reasons, and then the other people looked at me like I, I, they couldn't digest it, right? You know. So I mean, I have and an. So apart- you were standing on the edge of the of the cliff, and Richard came by. No, 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 like, no, no. I'm no. about to jump. He's like, no, no, no. Let's go see Jesse. No, no. <laughs> no, that's. Okay, let me do this. I mean, I was in Santa Monica, and the police, this lady, I don't know why, but I, I gave her my bicycle, my backpack, and I told her, look, I'm going to commit suicide and jumping off. And she said, she grabbed me and goes, uh, she goes, no, you're not. I'm hugging you. And then she goes, you sit down on this bench. I'm not letting you go. And uh, she, then we talked, and then she eventually... Against my will, she called the cops, and then the cops came, and they says, look, we can't really arrest him, right? And she, he, the cops asked me, do you, do you, did you attempt, want to attempt suicide? I said, I, I lied. I said, no. And uh, then the cops goes, well, because he said no, and he, he hadn't jumped the perimeter of that fence. We can't do a 5150 on him, you know, three-day psychiatric hole. So she goes, you, you have to call someone. And that's when I asked this. I called my son. And my son has, has been snubbing me the weeks before. And, I don't blame him. Right, you know, so, I mean, I, he thinks I'm... father calling up the 17-year-old son? Hey, son, I feel like killing myself today. Who want to hear that? Well, I'm pathetic, pathetic and weak. Yeah. Uh, what's your question for me? My question is, how do you overcome this depression? How do I dig myself out of this ditch? Um, how, 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 how do I uh, avoid suicide? Yes. Uh, Irma's want to give you just a little bit, and then I'll tell you. Sorry, what's that? Irma's want to tell you. Let's say you're walking down the road, or you're standing on the edge of the bridge, and Irma's walk by. He'll tell you what to do. Expensive one. <laughs> Why didn't you sell her your bike rather than giving it to her in the backpack? You could have used that money to buy some food. I, 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 just, I was going to just, I don't know why I did it. I was so upset. Did she give it back? Yeah, she gave it back to oh, okay. me. She stood by and then she gave me some of her salad. And oh, okay. What, Herbie, what, what would you say to him? Um, that's a tough one, man. I would. That's a tough one? Yeah, I think. You know, he's. I would tell him to stop judging himself. It's not like he's condemning himself or judging himself, and uh, to stop feeling sorry for yourself. And um, that's about it, man. That's about it. Yeah. Would that, would that help you jump off the bridge? 
Would that stop you if you say, hey, stop judging yourself? That would help, all right. And then long come, uh, did you have your hand? Okay. Mark. Mark wanted to give me a little advice. And then I, I'm done, and I know so many people want to talk, so I'm coming to you. Phone calls? Okay. But then how do you overcome I'm, the loneliness? Yeah, I'm going to tell you. severe depression. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I mean, you can joke about it all you want, but, you know, I actually was, I couldn't even believe it that on June 10th, you know, in the evening. On June 10th? That's the day I... Isn't that the black celebration day? <laughs> oh, June 19th. Right. And I would say I would join you. Yeah. No, let me do this and then I'll tell you. And yes, my Mark. unemployment insurance is... Just, I haven't I received it yet. Okay. That's another issue. Hold on a minute. Yes, Mark. I would say that um, what you're feeling is not different than what other people feel. And it sounds louder, like... Mark? I would say what he, he's feeling is not different than what other people feel. And it seems like he's given credence to the words extreme depression and loneliness and suicidality, etc., where many people that you walk by have attempted suicide. Many people think about that. That is our battles. That is Satan's goal. That's exactly what he wants. And if I were walking down the road and someone said that, I would know that Satan has a good hold of him, and he has to let that go. All that, <clears throat> all the plans, having like a list and the story <clears throat> that you keep repeating, and it's like so bad, and you wait for like this answer, you have this lock, and you're looking for a key, and someone's going to say, if you do this, the, you can open the lock. But there is no lock. You're being distracted. You're being fooled. You're being played. Put all that away. You know, it's just like all this political stuff. Oh, it's this. It's just let it all go. All of it. It's all nonsense. It really is. And I'm not joking. I'm not making fun of you. I've been there, too. That's why I know. You tried to commit suicide? Yes. Amazing. Down in Malibu or San Diego? I was in Orange County. Nice area. Yeah. At, <laughs> at least you guys are um, not picking hello. the hood, you know? <laughs> When I tried that, I was in the hood. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to work. Uh, did that help you at all? Yeah, but, okay, how do I overcome the loneliness? I mean, all right. Like, I have one more person that I want to tell you because sometimes he may sit in for me. And if he was sitting here, you came today. I just want to see what he would tell you. Francisco, what would you say to that? He... Kind of what he lost Mark his said. Job. He's depressed. Yeah. He told his son he wanted to commit suicide. Now his son is gone. Um, I got a big he, hole in my heart. He has a big hole in his heart. No Medicare. No selfish. Selfish. Me, 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 me. Selfish thing. You're. You know that a lot of times when you tell your siblings or your your kids that there's a chance that he'll commit suicide because you committed suicide. You want him to die. It's um, not going to help him jump off the bridge. Well, I mean, he's thinking about himself. I'm trying to I mean, get him off the cliff. You better make him jump off. Come on. <laughs> come on back. So now he's really back. guilty about his son. He already has that. Yeah, come on back because what you, what you have is just conversations with the devil. And you're not, uh, you're kind of out in the wrong place right now. And, Did that help? Uh, Okay, like 
Like, I, I talked to him. Oh, sorry. Hello? You there? You can hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, you're like that? Okay, yeah. yeah. A little bit away, yeah. Like that? Not too close. Okay. Um, I, I talked to some friends from church, and they're texting me, and they says, I says, look, if I got a job, this would all disappear. And I goes, have you had a job? And he goes, no, I don't. And he goes... I mean, this is the longest job stretch. I have been unemployed since Friday the 13th. And I get a lot of job interviews because I look really good on paper. But, you know, I mean, I apply for a job, and he goes, you know, the mustache has got to go, you know. I goes, I'll, I'll shave the mustache, no problem, no problem. Right, you know, but I didn't get the job yet. So, I, so I'm not going to shave it until oh, whatever. Yeah. How, what's your first name? Alex. Alex. Al, no, Alex, A-L-E-X. That's how you spell yours too, right? Uh, N-O-E-X. Same thing. Let me just say this. <laughs> you know, if you came to me and told me that, I would say, Alice, you have an amazing life. This is perfect for you. This is where you need to be because God is trying to get your attention. You put your faith in everything but him. And now you're losing it. You're losing your gods. You're losing your job. You're losing your place. You're losing your woman. You're losing your son. You're losing everything. And because you made them your god, they're false gods. There's no peace in them at all. And now that you're losing, feel like you're losing your life, right? But if you were to realize, you know what? This is a wake-up call for me. And I would get to know myself to see why that I put those things before God because that's what you had done. So I recommend you be grateful for these moments. Count it all joy that you're going through this because it's going to make you search for God. And, and you will find him because he's allowing this to happen to bring you back to him. You need to be happy that you see this. And as someone said, one of the guys said, don't name it as depression. It's really a separation from God. And Satan is your daddy and he's trying to kill you. He, caught, he deceived you to make you think job, money, women, whatever, is what you needed. But really what you need is a return to the Father. And so now you have a perfect opportunity to do that because nothing is in the way. And once you let that anger go and return to the Father, you would never know suicide anymore. You would never be depressed. You would never be lonely. And all your needs will always be met because now you love God with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. So you need to overcome your anger. Get to know yourself. You need to forgive. Stop being mad so that he can forgive you. And everything will change. No matter what it looks like right now, it will change. Things will start happening. But you got to come to God by forgiving so that he can draw you in. I forgive. You start with your mother first. And then your, is your mother still living? My mother's in a nursing home in... Gibson's in Canada, Gibson's Island. What, in Canada? Yeah, she's like 82, 83. Are you able to speak to her on the phone? Yeah. I, 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 I guarantee, well, I don't guarantee you come back, God. But call her up and say, I mean, get to, get to know yourself first, and you'll see that you have her identity. You think like your mother, and you feel like your mother. You act like a woman. Yeah, but I don't want to tell my mom that I... I was, I'm seriously committing suicide. She's got... No, don't tell her that. Just no, say, hey, look no. at me, Alex. 
Just yeah. say, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. You know, I wish you were I, raising you. I don't you. really resent my mom. He just, uh, my mom, my dad is the one that's the big problem. But my dad died in 2005. I forgave him. What did he do to you? Uh, he uh, physically beat me. Uh, well, that's the only way you could beat somebody, physically. Well, okay, that's true. He, he beat me. Yeah, he was emotional. Just, uh, I was the first child. I was the bastard child. And uh, What do you it, mean about you born out of wedlock? Yeah, and then they marry. He had to marry my mom just because I was born, and he let, he never let me. He he made sure I remembered him. Call, he goes, you know, you're the bastard, right? You know, and he told me this. So I disowned my. What I did is what happened is I unfortunately around eighteen or twenty, I don't know what how old I. I disowned my dad for like twenty four, twenty seven years, and now my son has disowned me. Yeah. So it's like, and I used the words dis. I told my son that I disowned him months and maybe a year ago and now he's using the exact same language against me yeah. so it's the cycle has completed because i disown my dad i right. guess god is punishing me by my son my son disowning him and because i'm a hunter hunter is my only son well i mean he's my he's an only child it just hunter is it hurts even worse i mean my dad had at least three child three ch- three boys yeah and uh i mean it's it's destroying me so let me let me ask you this i mean like like i mean i'm gonna i don't want to come home today and i goes okay i'm gonna lay down on the on the carpet today and just mope or i'm gonna lay on the sofa and look up at the thing and goes in in alice i've I've got severe depression over the last alice yeah come back sorry uh you, so you deal with all this stuff. You're depressed. You're lonely. You're all this, right? Would you want your son to hate you in this condition? He probably hates me in this I condition. Think, would, do you want that? You like that? He hates you? No, he probably thinks I'm a loser. No, but do I, you, I wasn't a loser 100 days Alex, ago. come back. Or Alex, March 12th. Alex, do you want your son to hate you for something you cannot control? You can't control yourself right now. You're not in control, right? You don't want to feel this way, right? No, I don't. This is, this, is, this, is, this is hell on earth. I can't. That's right. why I'm thinking of suicide. So come back, come back. And so you wouldn't want your son to hate you for something you have no control over, right? I, I, I don't have control over it. I, I don't. Right. You do not have control over it. I mean, it. if I could control. I mean, I'm trying to control joblessness, homelessness. <laughs> Sorry. You wouldn't want your son to hate you for being in this condition, right? You can't control yourself, right? No. When, when your father was in that condition, he didn't want you to hate him, but you did. And that's why you get it back what you deserve. You should not hate your father. He couldn't help himself. Yeah, he had a, a rough childhood. but right. he, and I, I don't that's think right. he had a physical childhood. He had a cold, distant childhood where the mom and so, dad were both highly functioning alcoholics. Right. So, Alex, just as you, what, all the stuff you're feeling right now, that's what he felt when he was yelling at you, calling you a bastard child and all that. He didn't want you to hate him because he could not help himself. Just like you don't want your son to hate you because you can't help yourself. You see, see what I'm saying? So. Forgive your father and you'll be fine. Okay, if I forgive my father, just I don't know how, how my son can forgive me. Don't worry about that. He will. Yeah, because but will you, I be alive then? I mean, six months from now, will I be alive or will I have actually done the deed? Where is six months? I mean, I mean, to be honest, this is what I, I was thinking of until 
before, during, before that suicide attempt, I was thinking three options. I was thinking two options, jobless, uh, homelessness or suicide. And then I talked to one of my neighbors, like, a, you know, just recently, and two, three weeks ago, and she says, uh, there's a third option. And I goes, what's the third option? Uh, par- paralysis. And then she's like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I, I had a friend that, you know, works at Cedar sinai and this, this 24-year-old jumped off the seventh floor of an apartment building, and he survived. He's paralyzed now. And I never thought there would be a she third option. She was suggesting that? She was suggesting that there's a third option is if you fail to do the suicide what? completely. What the? She says you're going to be paralyzed. Now what you get for telling a woman your problems? Yeah. <laughs> so, Alice, stay with me. Stay with me. Can you stay with me for a moment? Yeah, yes. The way you feel is the way your father felt. And your father did not want you to hate him, but, but you did. Likewise, the way you don't want your son to hate you, right? No, it's, it's, it's destroying right. me. I mean, mentally, it's, it's, it's well, a mind screw. Hate, when you hated your father, it broke his heart, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. He actually, to be honest, he did. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you say this. He actually attempted suicide to t- get a hold of me. Yeah. And I didn't. And I didn't, and I didn't uh, respond. Now you're getting back what you put out. But it can change just like that. Well, then I, I must be Satan because of all no, the bad Satan things. No, Satan is your daddy right now. You're listening to him. You're a son of Satan right now. That's why you're listening to him. And he's telling you to jump off a bridge. Everything is hopeless. You're never going to be anything. You're listening to lies, your daddy. But if you forgive your father knowing now, by knowing you, knowing yourself, you cannot help yourself. It will help you to realize your father cannot help himself. And that will cause you to forgive him. And God will forgive you, and he will bring you into the kingdom, and you, you will have an amazing life. But how is that going to stop the, the loneliness? How is he will take all that away from you because he will fulfill you with perfect love. What, you, what you're experiencing right now is the, the yearning for a father. But Satan is telling you that it's loneliness. But you're really yearning to return to God. And if you forgive your earthly father, God will forgive you, and then you'll be home, and you'll be fine. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I, what, I don't, what I don't want is that after I leave here, I don't want to go home and go, okay, I'm going to go on the, on the couch Alice, and lay down there or lay on the floor down there. Alice, don't depression. worry about that. That'll take care of itself. All you have is right now. You're living in your head, and you're living in the future that doesn't exist. You don't know what's going to happen when you leave here. But you're living in your head. There is no future. There is no past, man. All you have is right now, but you believe in lies in your head. So I'm overthinking it. Yeah, because you listen to your dad is Satan. That's why you have to forgive your mother, because you have to overcome her. You must, you, have you heard it said, been said that you must be born again? Yeah. So you've got to overcome your mother by being born again in the spirit. Right now you, have, you were born of your mother, so you have her identity. But once you're born of the spirit by forgiving your parents, then you, you will have God's identity, and it'll be amazing. But you've got to forgive so you can live in the present. He's not in the past or the future, but you're living in your head, man. You're thinking about six months from now. You're thinking about when I get home, I have to sleep on the floor or whatever. Satan is distracting you right now. Doubt every thought. Every thought is a lie. No such thing as a true thought. Do you think, is God telling you to jump off the bridge? 
I don't, I don't think God is telling me to jump off the tree. It's do just you think, despair and despondency do you th- and loneliness. Do you think you are telling yourself to jump off? Yeah, I'm telling myself to jump uh, uh, off. But you listen to who? I'm listening to the pain of depression. No, you listen to thoughts. And you believe in a lie? And, and Satan tell you, oh, you're depressed. You have no friends. You have no home. And you're like, yeah, Daddy, you're right. And then once you believe a lie, he's like, go jump off the bridge. Life is not worth living. He's lying to you, Alex. So life is worth living. Majorly. It is amazing. If you do what I'm telling you to do, you'll be amazed. I have a silent prayer where you just sit still so God can bring you out of your thoughts. He said bring every thought into captivity that his voice is a voiceless voice. It's annoying. And so you need to come out of your head. Satan is trying to rob, steal, and kill you. And you're listening to him, and you're judging yourself. You're judging everything. I think Ermin said, one of the guys said, you're hating yourself. you got to stop it. But you only believe in Satan. All is well, man. And this is a perfect time for you. It's not a bad time. It's a perfect time. I mean, I was a hoarder. And I, you I, was a whore? Hoarder. Hoarder. <laughs> I was all a, been a whore at one time. Hoarder. I mean, I was... <laughs> I was a hoarder, and I, I did I did accomplish something. A hoarder, hoarder. I was. Oh, you mean you got a lot of stuff? Yeah, I was to be a hoarder, and it it, like it, it was like, I mean, <laughs> I dehoarded about eighty percent, but you know. Where did you sell it then? I, I I sold stuff and I threw stuff away. It was a bunch of junk, papers and newspapers and everything, yeah. and I've never but, dealt with it. And my neighbors were like, "Wow, you dehoarded," but after a certain point, Alex, like clearing eighty percent. You sound like my wife if I had one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear all that. Yeah, okay. I'm telling you, I'm telling you how to overcome it. Yeah. This is perfect for you to turn to the Father. You have nothing else to rely on right now. Right? No. And instead of looking outside, you need to look within. You need to overcome your anger. Forgive your Father. He couldn't help himself just as you cannot help yourself. I think I've forgiven him, but is that... You mean I'm having depression because I, I can't forgive my dad? I yes, think. absolutely. And your mother. Forgive your mother for being all crazy. Well, my mom was great. She was. She, your mom she, was great? No such thing. She was fairly good. I mean, she. <laughs> I, I would say that she put up with an abusive husband. No, and you know, in the 70s, you know, that's, we, we never get therapy Alex. and everything. Alex. That was an option. Alex. You're thinking like your mother. Your mother was not an angel. She drove your dad nuts. Your father was married or was dealing with his mother because he never overcame his real mother. And your mother was his mother. He couldn't handle her. That's why he beat her. Oh, he was very abusive. Yeah, he threw shoes at her. Because she was just like his mother, Alex. Hmm. And so you got to forgive your mother. She was not an angel, man. And then, and then you can love her with the right kind of love, with God's love and not emotional love. And then forgive your father, you'll return to God. I thought I forgave my dad because I, I know when he died, he had cried for a solid month, two months afterwards. But so. that's not forgiveness. Every woman cries for a month when you leave them. <laughs> Until they find another guy to replace it. That doesn't mean anything. You got to see that it's wrong to resent your father and your mother. You're playing God by resenting them and by having an anger for, for him. You have it for your mother, too. You just don't realize it. It separates you from God. 
because no man can get to the Father unless he loved the Son. And your Father, in his weak way, was the Son of God, but you hate him, and that way you can't know God. But if you forgive him, you, that means you love him, then you can know God. Okay, if somebody said, what are the top three things you, you can do to avoid committing suicide? What would be I the top three things? Forgive. Forgive. Your father and your mother. That would be one. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's all that's you need. That's enough to, to avoid suicide. Yes. Absolutely. Start living, man. I'm trying to live. It just, right, just, you can't do it on yourself. Really. You have to see that you can't. And you got to forgive so God can forgive you. And he would take control and guide you. You got to forgive, man. So forgive your dad and your mom. Yes. But, they couldn't help themselves, just as you can't help yourself right now. You don't want to jump off a bridge. I don't. You don't I'm want worried. To, I'm worried that I'm going to fail at it. No, no I'm actually fine. worried I'm going to be paralyzed. Before you leave today, I'm going to show you how to do the silent prayer. Yeah. That way you can see how God can take over, all right? But you'll be fine, man. These are an amazing time for you. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Really. Satan is deceiving you. You listen to his voice and you don't realize it. But you know, the funny part is that I've been, I've been a Christian. And I mean, I, I, I've been a, a Christian since 2004. And I never, as a Christian, I never believed in Satan. I always believed that there's always goodness. So I don't, I'm starting. You don't believe there's good and evil? I guess I never believed there was, there was Satan before. Well, but I. Now, I mean, I guess, should I start believing that there's Satan? If you want to overcome this, yeah. it's not God that's trying to make you jump off a bridge. And it's not you. You have that spirit that came from your mother inside of you and hating your father. Your father hated his mother, his life is screwed up. You hate your, your life is screwed up. And you don't hate your mother, you just hate your mother, I mean your father. You just hate him with your mother's hate. Because hatred, because she acted like a victim when your father would beat her. She was like, oh, poor me. Oh, look, Alex, your father's mean. And you're like, oh, he sure is. He's so mean. But if your mother had told you, Alice, don't worry about this. Your father loves you. It's just difficult to deal with me. He loves you. Don't identify with me. I'm not a victim. You would be fine today. But she turned you away from your father. Well, I, I got, okay, I got a question here. It, recently, um, I talked to my brother, and he goes, why are you so screwed up individual? And he's asked me, he and did. you should say because of your mama? No, he, he says, look, he was asking me, I goes, I don't understand why you're so screwed up. You know, in the family of these three boys, and you're so screwed up. And I actually says, look, maybe it's because I was, you know, molested at age 15, you know. Everybody and then, molested. Yeah, and then he goes, then I told him, you know, and I, I thought I would take that secret to the grave. And I, I wanted to take that secret to the grave, but he was just bugging me so much about it. You know, like, blah, 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 blah. I can't figure out why, you know. So it's like, maybe that would help. And then Alex, I, I told other people about it, but, you know. It's, Alex, stop telling everybody about your problem. They're just going to judge you. Yeah. Don't be telling people your problem. And never tell a woman. Well, that's a lot. Some of the women here are going to hate you for saying that. Well, these are not because they know better. They understand that. Yeah. They understand it. But if you're out there at Santa Monica and you're telling those women, 
they're going to think of you as a molester, and they will not trust you around kids and anything. They will judge you. So stop doing that. I've only told like four people. That's enough. <laughs> All you need to tell is one. Yeah. <laughs> Telephone, telegraph, tell a woman. <laughs> Three ways of communication. I'm going to have to move on, but I'm going to show you how to do the silent prayer so you can come out of your imagination, all right? And you'll be fine. Realize your father went through just what you're going through now. And he loved you, but he just couldn't help himself. Well, then I'm torturing him because if I'm, what I'm going through is like life, hell on earth right now. It is hell on earth. You know? But once you forgive, you will have paradise on earth. All right? Okay. You feel better? Yeah, 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 but. <laughs> well, we'll get you past the butt in a minute. Yeah. All right? So cool down. You're in the right place at the right time. Yeah, this, I feel like garbage. That's good. You are garbage. Yeah. All the Satan's children are garbage. So don't worry about it. God love you. We'll get you back to him, okay? I need a job. That's what I need. <laughs> you sound just like my wife, man. If I had one. But hold on. Let me come back to you a little later, all right? Okay. I'm glad you're here. Wow. Let me take a call. And I know you had your hand at... Uh, what? 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 Man, I had a mic. What, Adrian? Well, I didn't have a question. I, I'm fine. What's wrong? No, no nothing, nothing. Why are you about to cry? No, 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 I'm not going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> what are you about to cry about? Oh, no, nothing. No, if anything, it's a, been very helpful to hear his um, experience because yeah. one of the things that I came away with is that he's actually truly, you know, going back to kind of my original question, where does seeking come from? And I heard it throughout his story is it's he's constantly seeking. He's just seeking the wrong things. Yes. But if we seek God, then, you know. It'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. And he's in the right place. Who told you to come here? Richard. Richard. He, he, oh, yeah. were you Richard? Yeah. Right on. Oh. Richard out there saving lives. <laughs> right on. I was fighting it. I had a choice between going to my, sorry. I was fighting it because I was thinking, you know what, I'm going to, I want to file my $1,200 stimulus check, and I'm going to talk to the people at my church. You have a $1,200 check? I have, don't have it. I didn't even apply for it. because I don't think you have to. They sent it to you anyway. Well, because, no, I didn't do file taxes. Oh, so I one of those. Yeah, I'm one of the. All right, but hold on, Alex. Let me take this call. Yeah, okay. Then, because we're running out of time, okay, and I want to fine. go overtime. Yes, sir. Lots of calls and super chats. We'll read the super chats tomorrow on the, your radio show. Okay. Morgan is on the line out of Halifax, Nova Scotia, and wants to ask how to be himself without losing Morgan? his job. Morgan, her- welcome to church. Hello, Jesse. How are you? All is well, sir. How are you? I'm so good, my friend. Thank you for being no the great No man is good. Host. All is well. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I just want to ask you, how can I support you without feeling like uh, my job is in jeopardy or my career or feeling like the the liberal media is going to put uh, a a bad picture against me? 
I supporting? How, how are you supporting support? me in those ways? That won't help me. Okay, so in, in example, I want to speak out, you know, against the Black Lives Matter, for example, but speaking out against Black Lives Matter and in, in, in not supporting their cause makes you more of a target uh, in the media's eyes against, you know, that cause. Turn it, it up it a little bit. As a racist. What was the last thing he said? Oh, uh, I don't quite understand the question, but if you're saying should you be talking about that at work, the answer is no. Do not but talk about it at talk, work. How? It's not going to prove anything. It's not going to benefit anyone. They don't want to hear. So just wait for the right time to speak. Don't be in a, uh, a rush to, to let that be known. It's not necessary. Okay. And just okay, wait for the right you, timing. How do you talk about it outside of work without it affecting your work? You go behind closed doors at home and make your kids sign a, a promissory note that they won't tell it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't have any kids. I just want to tell my friends. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are not your friends. I wouldn't take the risk, but if you stay in the presence of God, you will see the right time to do it and, and the time not to do it. Okay, but like, let's say I want to speak out in the way that you do. I want to tell people about what they're misunderstanding and how they're portraying uh, the media incorrectly in their own lives. Let's say I want to make a YouTube channel about that. How do I go about doing that without that affecting my own life negatively in terms of like my career? Have a, have and a then good not. attitude about your situation right now. Be grateful. Be as grateful with the downs as you are with the ups. So if that's what you want, just do what you're doing. Go mm-hmm. to work, save your money, do what you got to do, donate to bar. And then, I got to say that, huh? And so... Yeah, fair. Okay. And do the silent prayer and God will guide you, Richard. Whatever's in your heart, it will be done. Don't worry about it. And it'll happen at okay. the right time. So you believe that your message will come out at the right time, regardless of if I stand here and speak my faith in this moment? If you live in the present, the message of God will come out of you. Oh, my man. I appreciate that. Are you doing the silent prayer? I do the silent prayer, absolutely. Okay. And I try to live all of your values in my everyday life. Well, they're really not my values. They're God's values. They're inside of you. But I understand what you're saying. Just do I the silent prayer. Yeah. Be patient. <laughs> And life would unfold for you, all right? All right, man. I appreciate you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Love you. Love you, too. Thanks for your call. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Uh, bye. Oh, amazing. Okay. What? I have, like, three other callers. <laughs> They've been waiting a long time? Yeah. Okay. Let's get to Julian real quick out of Georgia. Julian wants to answer the biblical question. Georgia, oh, my, my. Uh, Julian, welcome to church. Hey, happy White History Month, Jesse. Thank you. Happy White History Month. Alan, did you know that this is White History Month? White History Month? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, another blessing. Uh, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. White History Month. You're joking, right? No. No, yeah. it's, this is a joke on me. No. no. <laughs> you have Black History it's, Mama history. No, it's just a Mexican joke, right? Mexican history. 
And now, it actually homosexual man. Yes. By white supremacists? No. No such thing. White History Month. Since and, when? And guess what, man? You haven't heard half of the story yet. Uh, I started White History Month. Uh, Go figure. Okay. So this, it is a joke, then? No. no. This is our third year. So it started three years ago? Yes. See, I'm out see of how God's showing you some more stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I... Okay. And guess okay. what, Alex? It would happen. Guess what, man? July just feels white. <laughs> Doesn't July feel white? I don't know what yes, feeling yes, white lo- yes, feels like. I mean, if it feels like I'm feeling now, it's, it feels pretty bad. It feels pretty bad. No, that's not feeling white. That is not feeling white. But we'll get you there. Yes. So, yeah, I wanted to answer that biblical question. What was it again? Oh, you don't know. Uh, it's, um, I forgot it. Oh. Is perfection possible? If so, what is it? Yes, perfection is possible. And what is it? uh, uh, As it's being revealed to me, it's to forgive and to be forgiven. And as a result of that, uh, as a result, that void that's placed in us from judgment is filled with the love of God, and we grow out of Satan's imperfect nature into God's perfect nature. And that perfect nature completes us to where we need nothing and we can withstand anything in turn making us perfect. All right, I didn't understand what you said, but. <laughs> Who? Thank you, uh, man. We'll get to it. I'm running out of time, so I'm, I'm going to put my two cents in a minute. I appreciate it. Uh, oh, Hermes, you had your hand. No, go ahead. Yeah, I was, guy called in. I was going to respond to him. Oh. I thought he was asking if he donated to you. you know, just so people know, it is private, so we don't disclose our donors. Maybe I misunderstood his question, but if he's asking that whether your donors are like if people would find no, out if he donated to you, donor list. Yeah. we don't tell anyone. We hide it. All right, nobody would get it from us. They have to make me jump off the bridge down in Malibu, <laughs> along with Alex. But no, we don't. You can donate to us, and nobody knows about it. All right, I appreciate that. Um, oh, I'm sorry, right here. Hello. So Hello. I wanted to I wanted to say from the beginning where you said she said she doesn't think free will exists, and it's something I've heard you say uh, a bunch of times. I don't think it's that free will doesn't exist. I you think, that, think that it does. I think that it does to a certain degree. What degree? To the degree that our brain, parts of our brain, make drive us to do things. They make us want to do things, but then like what? What does the brain like, make? You? Like uh, if we want food or sex or whatever, the things that like drive us or like things that our body makes us want to do and we kind of go in tunnel vision and we go to get it. So your brain is making you do it? Our brain makes us do those things along with everyone's brain. And makes so us do certain things. Where's the free things. will in that? If your brains f- are causing you to do it, that's a great where's the free will. That's in a that? great question. That's, I rest my case. That's the, it's, there's a, there's the, <laughs> One part of the brain does those things, like the lizard brain. 
Then the front, then the front part. No, no, I'm, I'm, this is just rough. You should go. But the front part, (laughs) but there's a part, I think it's called the cerebral cortex. I think that is what's higher. You can examine things, you can make your own decisions. So there's part that you don't have control over and it makes you want to do things, even though they're not necessarily good for you. But there is a part of your brain that you can make decisions and you can have free will in that way. So some things you do have free choice and free will. Other things you're just driven by your brain. Not true at all, but I understand. <laughs> I've heard all that too. Well, well how come? Because you influence, we are a spirit created mm-hmm. in, in, in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And Satan at one time was a spirit created in the image of God. He turned away from the Father. He wanted to be God. Mm-hmm. And now he's out here trying to, just out here in the world through other people, trying to rob, steal, and kill. Mm-hmm. And if you have not been born of the Spirit of God, he is influencing you. The mm-hmm. brains only make the body function. Mm-hmm. It makes you remember 2 plus 2. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have anything to do with all this other stuff that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're either influenced by evil or you're influenced by good. Mm-hmm. And you can only serve one or the other, not both. Mm-hmm. But the ego wants you to think, and the liars want you to think, that you do have a free will, mm-hmm. and you don't. I, I agree with like half of that, but I, I, I don't quite see it that way. But oh, okay. Just two quick things. He said that he had three options. It was homelessness, suicide, or paralysis. Suicide's not an option because you're, how old are you now? 59. I don't know if I'll make it to the 60. I'm you you hey, will. Don't start him up again. I won't, I won't. You will. You will as long as you don't do something okay. that's not worth it. You, right. you, have, you have a lot hey. of life left. We got him that's right it. here. I'm trying to keep him there. Yeah. Don't let him go back in his head. Okay, I won't. But I appreciate you reaching out to him. Right. Happy White History Month. Thank you. Happy White History to you. Um, Anybody else in out? <laughs> yes, Jane. Come here, Jane, for one minute. Do you mind? No, I don't mind. I want to sh- show Alice something. Alice, see that shirt? Yeah. I, I just flabbergasted. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, hey, you thought I, I just you were about to jump off a bridge, huh? <laughs> you have your own month, Alice? Yes, this is a... <laughs> It's I don't know. It's the funniest thing I've okay. ever seen. I think, or the weirdest thing. I, have you been beaten? How many days? <laughs> you must get beaten every day. You can't be. No, you just wore that just today. You can't wear that. You don't wear that in the public. It's impossible. No, Not I, if you I don't mean, have. You don't Alice. walk through Crenshaw like that. You'd be beaten. I wouldn't walk through Crenshaw like that. Okay. Where was I? Cause. Oh, okay. Andrew in Michigan wants to thank you. Andrew, welcome to church. I feel welcomed. Uh, thank you for for what you told me has helped me greatly. And uh, hearing what I've heard, waiting in line with the phones is emotionally moving where it's hard, you know, and I'd, I'd love to comment on a lot of things, but I did have a little bit of a question also. It's who is that in the red shirt with the mask? Identify yourself. Oh. I'm Andrew. I is known. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Andrew Hall, you know, you'll find many of me. I'm I'm not a rare name. No, um, 
as far as like perfection goes, you know, one of the big things I noticed was when God initiated, you know, the whole endi- entire idea of creating a perfect humanity, we went to the center and we corrupted it. And so then really perfection is imperfection to a certain extent. And as for with Alan, you know, the big thing is to not give up. If you give up, you lose. You got to move. You got to move further than that. You got to strive for more than just giving up is an excuse. All right. Thank uh, you. Excuses are the devil's food is, is one of my favorite things. And <laughs> a liberal friend of mine was like, where did, they, where, did, where did you get that from? I don't know. Amazing. Thank you for your call, but man. I got beyond, a brush. Uh, appreciate it. So I got to do this because for Alice's sake, I want to do a minute or two with the silent prayer. All right. Just so Alice, and then I'll make announcements and all that. Anybody else about to jump off a bridge? You need to jump. <laughs> Go with him and push him off. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Just joking. Okay. So, Alice, I want you to relax. Sit up in your chair and relax. Straight in the chair. Yeah, like this. Put your hand, yeah. And the reason I have your palms up because heaven is above and it's inside. All right? And what I want you to do, and I'm talking to everybody too, when I have you close your eyes, uh, at some point I want you to tell, look out for the first thought. See what the first thought you get, all right? And you hear me? Yeah. What? I, I, Speak I, up. I don't know why I'm getting so weirdly emotional right now. I don't know why. That's all right. Just let it be. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, don't let it happen. Don't try to control anything. All right. So I want you to just sit straight, relax. I want you to close your eyes and let go. Let yourself melt in the, in the, in the chair. Don't hold on to anything. Don't hold on to any thoughts or anything. Don't worry about tomorrow, yesterday, or when you get home or anything. Just close your eyes and relax. And you're going to hear a baby crying. That's beautiful because it's happening in the present. It's not happening tomorrow or yesterday. And so from the uh, top of your head, just be aware of the top of your head and just travel down from your head. Be aware of yourself traveling, the energy traveling from your head. Let your eyeballs relax. Let your eyes relax in the socket. Let your tongue just relax. Sit straight up and just let your tongue relax. There you go. And be aware that this energy is traveling down your body, your shoulders, your arms. And just totally relax. Down your legs, all the way to the tip of your toes, just relax. Let yourself melt in the chair. Don't hold on to anything. And uh, <clears throat> um, let yourself breathe. You will naturally breathe. God created you to breathe. You don't have to force that to happen. Just let yourself breathe. And then totally relax. Total relaxation. And, and I want you to be aware of the center of your forehead. Just stand back and observe the center of your forehead right above your eyebrows. Become aware of that area. Just stand back and look toward that area. And watch out for the first thought that comes. 
just relax and look for the first thought. It's like you're standing uh, at a stoplight and the cars are going by and you're waiting for that first light to turn green so you can cross. So just be aware of the first thought that comes. And once you see it, let it go. Don't hold on to it. Don't have a conversation with it. Don't call it good or bad. Don't call it evil or non-evil. Just be aware of it. You are the observer. God is the creator. So just be aware of that thought. Don't hold on to anything. Just be aware. And just relax. Let go of every thought that comes. The ones that seem good and the ones that seem bad. They are both imposters. They build you up to let you down. They let you down to build you up. And just know God is in the presence. He's with you. So let every thought go. Don't believe anything. And I'm just going to be quiet one minute. To the people on camera, I'm going to be quiet one minute so all of you, especially Alex, can have that quiet moment. And just be aware of your thoughts, Alex. And I'm going to tell you in a minute to open your eyes and you can tell me what your first thought was. But don't hold on to it. Just be aware. And so I'm going to be quiet just for one minute. Total relax. Let go. You can hear the cars going by. That's beautiful. You're not in your head. We're almost there. Relax. Be the observer of life. All right. So... I want you to just slowly come out of it. Don't rush out of it, rush into work or anything. Just slowly come out of it, Alex. And stretch, just kind of wake yourself up. And come back together. That's the the silent prayer. You observe those thoughts. And you will see that you're not your thoughts. And God will bring you further and further. You went into your thoughts when you were little kids, a little kid, because you were traumatized. And you escaped into your head to try to survive. Now that you're an adult, you got to come out of it. Come back to the Father. Uh, what was your first thought? I was having no thoughts. I was trying to say something deep and profound, and I was like, well, I don't have anything deep or profound to say. I was like, beautiful. Nothing, like no thoughts. I was like, and I'm thinking, I'm and thinking, it's almost like I'm sorry. Uh, you were having I, no thought. You no saw thoughts. no thoughts. I was trying to say something deeper and profound, but I couldn't think of anything deeper and profound that came into me. And I'm thinking I'm overthinking this or whatever. Yeah. And I'm lo- I guess my logic is going inside that forehead of mine and thinking. Yes. 
and because logic, Sage, ration, reason, etc. And maybe that's not the solution. Yeah, Sage, Sage would tell you, oh, you got to say something deep and profound, look for something deep. That's Satan talking to you. And when you observe that, you can see him talking, the thoughts are from him. And when you see it, you're not in it. You're observing it. And it has no control over you. It can't deceive you to want to jump off the bridge or tomorrow's a bad day because all you have is this day, this moment. So if you practice that every day and night, you're going to be surprised, amazed at what happens. How long? How long should I do silent prayer? Uh, you could start out five minutes, you know, ten minutes, some better than nothing, and you'll grow into the time. So I do it in the morning when I wake up? In the morning when you wake up. And before bedtime? And before bed. And the purpose of the silent prayer is to... To separate so God can bring you out of the darkness of your imagination into the light. So you can see and stop believing the lies from Satan because those, you think those thoughts are your own, but they're not. So it's, I'm not controlling my thoughts. No. They're controlling you. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yes. And that's what, he want, that's what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to believe him and doubt God. But if you doubt Satan, doubt those signs, you have faith in God. The only thing that is left is faith. You have no other choice but to have faith. And you can't feel it, you can't taste it, you can't touch it. You just live by it. You would never doubt again whenever you doubt thoughts. But I hate, you know, I hate coming home. Because home... Hey, don't worry about that now. See, you still believe that you're living in the future. It's not, it doesn't exist. All you have is right now. Let that go. That's Satan telling you that you hate going home. And you're believing it. So wait should... until you get home. Have a wait and see attitude. Enjoy this moment because that's all you have right now. Everything else is an illusion. So don't dread coming home. Don't, don't believe Satan when he say you regret going home. Be grateful for your home. I but, am kind of grateful, but, you know, it's just like... Don't do it a but. Just yeah, have a but, I guess. Yeah, just wait. But do the silent prayer, you will see what I'm talking about. Stay with it. Okay. That makes sense? What's that? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, the silent prayer is so, it's just to, to get me to stop from even deep, dark, depressing things. Yeah, bring you out of the deep, dark depression of your imagination. Your thoughts are not your own. No such thing as true or good thoughts. Doesn't exist. Got a lot of work. No, it's easy. You have no work. You just need to be still and observe, and it'll unfold by itself. God loves you. He, he already have everything you need, but it's inside of you. You got to start looking within like that by staring out of your head. Yeah. And you, it, it's going to all come out. It's going to be amazing. Just do the silent prayer and doubt every thought. And so when Satan's telling you, oh, you're going to regret going home, it's going to be awful, let that pass. Don't believe it. Because if you believe it, you're going to act it out. But if you doubt it, it's going to be amazing. So let it pass. So doubt the, the negative. Corporate. Doubt all thought. No such thing as a positive thought. Uh, yeah. So he's going to tell you that your son hates you, right? You don't know what your son feels right now. And, and that'll take care of itself. You work on you. Oh, I want to see him, though, but he won't see me. No, hey, look, that's fine. Accept that. You brought that up on yourself because you listened to the lies. 
accept it. Don't blame anybody. Accept it, but don't hate it, and it'll work itself out. You are becoming the son of God, and the father loves the son, and he'll bring your son back to you too. Don't worry about that. You work on you right now. It's so much work. It's better than what you're about to jump off a bridge. Yeah. Just think how much work that is. So just relax and watch. Stay out of your head. Don't be thinking about what's going to happen later. Don't think about tomorrow, yesterday. It doesn't exist. All you have is now. So I shouldn't think of suicide as an option. Okay. Suicide is not an option. As the young man said, it's not an option. Life is an option. He gave you life, so you need to start living. And now you put your faith in him instead of in things. You'll get those things back, and it'll be greater than what you had. But your relationship would be with the Father. Those things would not be your God. You can take it or leave it. But I'm emotionally dead. I get no pleasure from anything. People are telling me, go watch it. America's Got Talent on YouTube, do crossword, pal- okay, crossword puzzles. Hey, I get no hey, pleasure hey, from anything. Hey, don't stop bitching. Stop it. Stay out of your head. Whatever they have told you, forget about it. Take this moment. That's all you have. The only thing is this, not what people have told you, what is now. So how do I get pleasure from, from life? Don't look for pleasure from life. You want peace from God. All right? Instead of pleasure. Yeah. Pleasures of Satan. It's all ego. So it is, but there's pleasure and pain. There's pleasure and pain? Sounds like a What do you mean? <laughs> well, this, you either choose pleasure or you use pain in life. Don't choose either one of those. Just stay in the present with God. And let his will be done. All right? Just stay inside. I got. I'll talk to you some more later, but I got to end because yeah, I'm in a problem. Fine. I'm gonna, you know, try. Thank you. Anybody here for the first time that wanted to ask me anything? Yes, sir. I'm gonna ask, but add to the question. Yes. Yeah, it's funny because uh, it's funny because uh, I used to think I knew what perfection was. Yes. And uh, you know, and 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 it's true that you know you're whole. You're made whole with God, and that's perfection. But. I just had an incident happen to me uh, last week when I when I acted in the wrong way and I and I fell into my ego and um and I could see now that perfection is an action it's well, as well because we have we serve a perfect father and he gives us a perfect way to go and um I see that now that I could have went a different way and there was a perfect way to react to the situation I was in and, right on. and You're yeah absolutely and, right yeah, because it's some, it's not just yourself that makes you perfect. It's, it seeps through you, and and every action you do is a perfect action. It's the perfect. You're so right about because, that. Because yeah, because you're on the That's right track. Deep. Yeah, because when you're on the right track, every action that God lays before you is the perfect way to go, and it reaches you to who you're meant to be. That's and, right, man. What's yeah. your name? Ramon. Where you come from, Ramon? San Jose, <laughs> San Jose, the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah, came out here for yeah. the weekend. Oh, welcome, man. Yeah. How did you find out about it? Uh, YouTube. I found you on YouTube. It was the first, ep- uh, the first episode I seen was when you were talking about how slavery is as, as worse, or abortion is worse than slavery. Yes. Yeah, and that, after that, I just started listening to you. Right on, man. Yeah. But, uh, That's it, amazing. 
Yeah, because it's I I didn't choose it right, the perfect action, because I let my ego get in the way. And at the time, it felt like I was gonna lose. Like it was because of my my baby mom, and it was a situation with that. And and I didn't I let I I felt that I wasn't gonna be the man if I didn't act the way I did. Yeah. And I overreacted, and I, I did things I shouldn't have. And and now I look back, it's like I should have just walked away. I should have just went, didn't you know, just let it go. Is that your son? Yeah, it's my son. How old is he? He's eight. What's his name? What's your name, Eric? Oh. Eric. Yeah, it's Eric. Hey, Eric. <laughs> How you doing? See? You see the young man sitting behind you? Yeah. No, I'm out here. Oh, me? Yeah. That's uh, El Dago. El Lado. El Lado. Muslim? <laughs> What'd you say? He said close enough. Oh, right on. He has a son. How old is your son? He's gonna be two. He's gonna be oh, two. Man. Yeah. So get to meet him down here in LA. Let's yeah. I'll see you. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, hopefully, I, uh, it won't take me a year to come back. But yeah. Right on. It's well, thank pretty, you, man. Yeah. Only thing I, I can add to that is Amen. Yeah. Really, <laughs> it's so amazing, man. Yeah, it's so amazing that you know before. Before I was born again, I wouldn't even see the perfect... I would have thought my action was just the way I acted, you know? Yeah. And now I could see that there was a better way to, to act. That's right. What made me think of this question is uh, millennials don't believe in perfection. And when I was even growing up, they used to tell me if rather than half A doing something, don't do it at all. If you go to half A, you know what A means with the two S's? Yeah. If you're going to... If you're going to half A do it, leave it alone. So I kind of grew up with that, you know, do it right. Keep doing it until you get it right. But when I was born again of God, then I can see that clearly. And it does start from within. You're absolutely right, man. Amazing. Nike's slogan, it says, just do it. Uh, that's right. But millennials don't believe in profession, except those that work in my office now. Right, guys? And so, thank you, man. Anybody else here for the first time want to ask me or get out something real fast? No? Okay. Um, my brand new biblical question. Brand new biblical question. Do you long for pleasure or adversity? Do you long for pleasure? So, I is longing long for pleasure. <laughs> Do you long for pleasure? Or adversity? Adversity is pain. Which one do you long for? Who, who do I lo what do I long for? Yeah, do you long for pleasure or adversity? Pleasure. See there? Suffer! Why? Well, that's my biblical question. I do a radio show every day, and I always have a biblical question, so I can't, I don't want to answer that yet. I'll tell okay. you who we talk, but... Uh, this is horrific what I'm living through right now. <laughs> Yes. Cut okay. it out, man. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I, I got to get rid of the negative thoughts. Yeah. That's a thought, too. It's a thought. Just yeah. Or observe. Just observe those thoughts. Or observe the thoughts. Yes. But Dispassionately. So just be neutral to the, the thoughts. Yeah. Don't believe them and don't okay. doubt them. Just observe them. Don't have any opinion about them. Just observe them. Oh, wow. That's a trick. Isn't it, isn't yeah, that a, I, I, guess, I guess I'm so analytical. And, that's a trick. 
Did you yeah. hold on for a minute? Did you Recently. go to college? No, but I, I, I'm an overthinker, I guess. Yeah, you're just like your mama, uh, and she's never satisfied. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let it go, Alice. Uh, do you know how to find this on YouTube, the Silent Prayer? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I mean, I, I, I just what do I just hit Silent Prayer on YouTube? How does or? he get it, Joel? Silentprayer.video. It's on that card there. Okay, but I can find you on YouTube by just clicking yes, Silent Prayer. Absolutely. Yeah, just, uh, oof, wow. You're going to be fine, man. Really, you're going to be fine. You're not here by chance. You're here because he wants you here. He's helping you. Oh. Right <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, thank you, Richard, for. Finding him. That's amazing, man. So you just happened to be driving down the road and you saw some white guy standing on the corner about to jump off the bridge? No, it was actually after the men's meeting. He uh, came by and happened to stop in front of me and asked me that question about the suicide. Right? See there? That's why I want you guys and ladies to wake up because you're going to meet people walking down the road and you'll be able to point them in the right way. Uh, announcements. Any announcement, Hermes? No, no. We had an amazing men's forum. Uh, this past Thursday. Thank you guys for showing up. We had our meeting and 48 guys plus one child were there and it was amazing. Hopefully we can have the ladies meeting uh, this the third Thursday of the month. Uh, we need your support. Uh, I'm asking all of you to donate so we got a lot of work to do and uh, I really appreciate your support. We're on the radio every day, Monday through Friday. JLPtalk.com we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. Really, the best. So if you need counseling, by phone or Skype or come in. Come into the office. Call the 800 number, 800-411-BOND for counseling service. And uh, we will be on the radio. Any other thing, James? Nope, that's it. And check out the report.com. The hate report. La, la, la. And happy, happy white history, my folks. Woo! Have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so is that all I should say to the folks on the camera? Okay. Thank you so much. And thank you all for coming. So sit still. Joel's going to come with the basket. We always pass it. You know they got to pass the basket, Alex. And, uh, and James coming with the credit card, all right? And I want to just welcome the first-time visitors. <laughs>